Welcome to the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. My name is Rita Perez. Hello. I've been a travel advisor for over 10 years and am navigating this winding road of entrepreneurship with you. I created this podcast because I wanted to share all the things I've learned from leaders both in and out of our industry that I really wish I would have known way back then. But alas, the important thing is I'm aware of them now and I want you to be too. Ready for this week's show? Let's jump in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you for another week here. We have another wonderful guest this week. Her name is Christy Mitchell, and she is a relatable, dependable, and optimistic marketing strategist with an MBA, over 10 years of corporate marketing experience, and a drive for continual learning in her field. She actively builds her purpose-driven business by providing continual value for her customers through comprehensive marketing knowledge in strategic and tactical dimensions, targeted communications, and making connections that are an ideal fit. Christy is passionate about helping women achieve positive lasting success in their business and family life by giving them the gifts of more time in their day and collaborative support to help them focus on what they love to do. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much, Rita. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I loved our first conversation about talking, nerding out on all the data and the <laughs> lots of stuff that really isn't talked about in the industry. So I wanted you to yes. come on and talk about that because usually it's all the, the, the fluffy, like put this social media post up or send this email out or update this website. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is it's a lot of like the oh this looks nice or this sounds nice like those Mm -hmm. feel good things um, which are great they're all part of marketing but I have a strong inclination to look at data and use that to work more strategically yeah yeah and I know for me and for a lot of other travel entrepreneurs that is a weakness because it really hasn't been like driven like look at your numbers see the data So um, I know that you've been doing this thing called the Marketing Success Roadmap. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you work with entrepreneurs in that? For sure. Yeah. And I'll start by saying that um, just because you're in the travel industry does not mean you're the only ones not looking at data. I will tell you the majority of the people I work with are not working with data um, or looking at it that closely. So that is really what drove me to come up with this marketing success roadmap package. So it's kind of my signature package. Um, It's pretty in depth. So, so it starts with me taking a look at all of your data. So you hand over the keys. I can log into Google Google analytics for your website. I log into your social media accounts, um, anywhere you're doing your email blast from, I want to look at all of the data and I'm going to pull it all into a tool um, that I give to you at the end of that process to help you track your data over time, because looking at it at one point in time is great, uh, but really the value comes from tracking it over time, paying attention to trends. Um, Really the idea is to look at the data to help inform where you're spending your time and energy and your marketing dollars um, Mm -hmm. to help you work more strategically. Uh, Because a lot of times people are, you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, they're the ones doing all of the work themselves. And I know that time is limited. Um, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I'm a mom, (laughs) you know, nobody has enough time. That's just how life goes. And so 
the whole idea of this is working together to come up with a, a doable strategy for you mm-hmm. um, and then working alongside you. So you're the one doing the work. You're the one implementing it, but I'm working alongside you. We have accountability sessions. We check in, you ask questions. I help you. We tweak the plan if we need to. And then we're also measuring success along the way as well. So mm-hmm. there's a few different components to it. Like I said, there's, there's a data tool that comes with it. There is a strategic plan. Um, and kind of like a line by line outline of, okay, here's what you need to do. And here's, you know, your kind of due date that we agree upon together. And then, like I said, there's those follow-up accountability sessions just to make sure things are getting done and you're able to ask any follow-up questions that you have as you're working through the plan. Okay. Um, when you're pulling the data, are you pulling just like the analytics so that you can see how effective this is? Or are you doing any like comparison with similar businesses as well? Yeah, great question. So there's um, a few different components that go into it. Um, So there's Google Analytics. There's also the SEO side. So that's where a lot of times I'm looking at like competitor stuff Mm -hmm. um, to see how you how you stack up against competitors from an SEO standpoint. Are you ranking for the keywords you think you are? Um, I've worked with some people who are like, well, yeah, I must be ranking for this. Um, And they're not. (laughs) And other people are doing it better. And so we come up with a plan on how to do that better. Um, So there there is a competitor aspect there. Um, And then, yeah, a lot of times, too, you know, I'm working with people on overall website strategy. So it's like the usability, the overall layout, the navigation, those sorts of things. So a lot of times I'll ask for who their competitors are so we can, you know, kind of get a sense for what other people are doing in the space um, just to have those kind of reference points and then social media data as well. So sometimes we're looking at competitors if it makes sense for sure. Um, real quick, it just occurred to me that people might not know what SEO is. Yes. <laughs> Can I'm you- sorry. I, no, I no, I was like, <laughs> I know what SEO is, but some listeners might not. So can you go yes. into what it is? Totally. It is search engine optimization. And basically what that means is that when someone's going into Google and typing something, are they coming to your website for the things that you want them to um, so it's making sure that you have the content in the back end nitty gritty developer stuff that I don't typically get into. I, we outsource that and partner with people if we need to. Um, but yeah, it's all that stuff that goes into your website that enables you to get found for those terms that you want to be found for. Yeah. Yep. I've been trying to nail my own SEO and it is tough. It is tough. Uh, kind of like going into that. Do website platforms like really matter, like really affect your SEO? Is it really just the words that are on the website? The platform can matter. And I can tell you from personal experience, um, I was helping somebody with a website that was built on Wix. Okay. It's not a platform I have ever had ever used before. Okay. Um, and what I realized, because I, I honestly had ended up having to tap into a contact of mine because I'm like, I did all this content. I did all of the things like, why are they not even showing up for the name of their company? Like (laughs) this doesn't make any sense. And honestly, what the um, web developer told me was it was because it was on Wix. I don't want to talk bad about platforms, but there's just some things with, from what he was telling me, there's certain platforms. Wix is one of them. I'm sure there are many others. Mm-hmm. They end up putting like a lot of backend code into the templates that they offer. And it kind of like muddies up Google's ability to crawl the site and find the stuff that they need. Um... And so eventually the 
I am now able to type in the company name and they show up as the top result. Thank God. Um, but yes, that is one thing that I learned is that the platform can impact it from that standpoint, as far as like using templates and backend code that exists that you can't even see. No one would know that it's there unless you're a web developer. Um, so yeah, it can matter that, you know, and I was asking specifically for that because I have a website on Wix. I am rebranding. So I'm getting off of Wix because I, I have been like consciously putting in certain key terms that are tailored to my travel business. And like, I'll Google, I'm like, why is this not showing up yet? And I know it takes time to show up, but it's been a couple yeah. months. So I was yeah. like, let's, let's try something new. <laughs> yes. I personally am a huge fan of Squarespace because I'm not a web developer and I find it super easy okay. to use. Um, and I have not had any SEO type issues with clients that I've worked with who are on Squarespace. Um, but I know WordPress is like the go-to and anyone who's like an SEO expert, which I am not an SEO expert. <laughs> I just kind of know enough. Mm -hmm. Um, to help, but yeah, any like SEO expert, I'm pretty sure that they would tell you, you should be on WordPress. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you have to know a lot more development stuff or be partnering with someone who has a lot of experience with WordPress. I feel like yeah, it's not as much of like a DIY solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. No. And and that kind of stuff, I leave it up to the pros. I'm like, yes, what I need, just do it for me, please. Right. (laughs) So from the, some of the roadmaps that you have been doing, The Strategic Travel Entrepreneur is brought to you by Mailbox Power. Harness the power to attract and nurture your clients through something many entrepreneurs have forgotten about, the mailbox. Create beautiful custom campaigns and automate annual mailings for birthdays and holidays. And with a pro account, get access to mailboxes not currently on your mailing list that are just waiting for the travel service you offer. Visit my Mailbox Power affiliate link in the show notes to get started today and support this podcast. What are some common themes that have been coming up for the entrepreneurs? Like where are they noticing they need to make improvements? Yes, I would say the big things are, um, I hear from a lot of people, I'm on social media. I keep posting and I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but like, I don't really know how it's helping me and is it really worth my time? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a very common one. And then the other one goes back to SEO, um, where people are like, I just don't know if people are finding me for what I want to be found for. Or they tell me like, I'm doing a blog because I know I'm supposed to. Yeah. But I don't really know if I'm doing it the right way. And um, I worked with someone recently who was like, I don't want to write blogs about things that aren't interesting to me. And I was like, I don't blame you. That doesn't sound like very much fun. And she was like, but I feel like I have to in order to put all these keywords in that I need for an SEO, you know, to to optimize for SEO. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's like take a step back. Let's think about like the topics that are interesting to you and relevant to your customers and things mm-hmm. that people would be searching online, write that blog post. And then let's look at our, you know, target keywords and figure out ways where we can just kind of like sprinkle them in here and there where they make sense. Mm-hmm. And so once I like reframed blogging in that way for her, she yeah. got so much more excited to be doing that kind of work. Um, 
So I feel like it's a lot of, you know, people are doing things, they're going through the motions because they know they're supposed to, because they've been told that they're supposed to. And all the marketing people say, you need to do social media, you need to do blogging. Um, But they just don't really know why or if they're doing it the right way to make it worth their time. Because who wants to be spending a bunch of time on something without knowing is it actually contributing to your business at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you talk about the blog and I was like, Oh, that was kind of me (laughs) because they say, go ahead and do an email list. So I started that and I do weekly emails for my travel business. And I was just sending a lot of generic stuff and finding that I would sit down to write and be like, one, what am I going to write about? And two, like, I don't want to write about that. And that's really when I was like, hone in on your niche. So when yes. I da- dabbled down, I was, I, I was able to find topics and create a content calendar that every week when I have to sit down to write, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I've fallen into that trap too. I'm like, okay, well I should write about this and I should write about that. Cause mm-hmm. these are, and that, and if you're not excited about it, like, chances are people aren't going to be excited to read it either. So yeah. think about the things that you really get excited about, because I think that there's so much, I feel like people can tell the authenticity that comes through in social media posts, in blog posts, in whatever content you're creating, they can tell if you're excited about it and they're going to feed off of that excitement too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And the other thing that came to mind is like, well, maybe she's in the wrong business or serving the wrong people if she's not excited about writing content for them. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, I, I feel like people end up making content this chore. And again, I'm the first to say that I'm guilty of it too. And when it becomes a chore, then it's like, chances are, it's going to be the first thing to slip down your list. And then before you know it, it's been three weeks since you posted on social media. Um, So I I think that it's just a matter of reframing it and figuring Mm -hmm. out ways that you can talk about what you do and why you do it and how you do it. Mm-hmm. that you want to share, that you're excited to share that message. And so I think it's just getting creative and kind of reframing. Yeah. And sometimes you do need to take a break. Um, I'm the first to yeah. say that too. Sometimes you need a little bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is, that is on point. Now going <laughs> um, a little bit from to your corporate background, mm-hmm. what are some tactics or what is a favorite tactic that you've been able to kind of transfer from the corporate end into the small businesses that you've been working with? Yeah, I honestly would say data. I think my big focus on data comes from having the background that I do, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and people who have done their craft forever, they know their craft, right? Like they're really good at what they offer, what they provide their customers. They have a really good sense of their customers they're in it mm-hmm. and they know their space. I think that you can do that and probably still, you know, make a living and maybe not need other marketing tactics that you haven't done before. But I feel like you spend a lot of time spinning your wheels that way. And a lot of time, like we just said, you're going through the motions and doing all of the things. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have the data to tell you how those activities are actually contributing to your customer base and your sales and your business, then there could be a lot of time being wasted. If you're trying to be on five different social media platforms, just because you've always done it that way, 
<laughs> and you're killing yourself to create the content to get it posted and stay up to date and all of these things. Mm-hmm. If you actually took a step back and looked at each of those platforms, let's say over the course of a year, how much did you grow your following on each of those platforms? How engaged were people on each of those platforms? Chances are you could probably get by with one or two platforms, do mm-hmm. them really, really well and stick with what is working, what's resonating, like where you're finding your audience that's engaged mm-hmm. with you. So that's just one example. But I, I really think that that's a lot of what I took away from the corporate world is like, you have to, you have to have data to back up what you're suggesting and why you're, you know, you want to take a different course of action or stay the course on something or invest more or whatever your plan is, you have to have data to back it up. And I think that that's something I'm really excited to be able to bring to entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is that mindset that like, yes, data can be a little overwhelming and intimidating, but once you can wrangle it and understand what data you really need to be paying attention to and how much better it's going to make your life because you're not trying to do all of the things yeah. you're focusing on the ones that are going to have the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. I think that's, there's a lot of value there. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that I was like, I need to sign myself up for a roadmap and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so how can people stay connected with you and sign up for their own roadmap if they're interested? Yeah, for sure. So I do free consultation. So anyone can book a consultation with me. You can go to christymitchell.com. So it's K-R-I-S-T-I-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L.com. Um, check out my website and book a consultation with me. Send me an email, christy at christymitchell.com. Happy to have a chat. Um, and I'm also super active on LinkedIn. That is my favorite platform of choice. Okay. So um I ask people to send me a message and ask to connect that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of requests and I'm, I'm a picky LinkedIn person. I don't accept requests from people I don't know, but I'm always open to have a conversation with someone, whether it's on the phone or on Zoom. I love meeting new people and mm-hmm. hearing their stories and their business challenges and just chatting. So feel free to reach out. Awesome. Yeah. LinkedIn is one of those platforms that I've gotten more, like I've do- dove in more recently but I hate those connections that like you click, okay, I think this might be a good one. And they're like, Hey, you want to buy a car or a house or how about this? Or, and I'm like, no, yes. no. <laughs> yes. Or I love the messages I get where people are like, you need more leads. I'll help you get more leads. Oh. And I'm like, you don't know my business. Don't tell me I need more leads. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just cancel somebody who got into my inbox and they're like my thing is the perfect thing for you and I was like well how do you know that right because it is and like I kept going back and forth and I'm like please stop emailing me yes yes it's obnoxious marketing in my opinion I put it on as like a little rant on on my Instagram and I'm like travel entrepreneurs please do not do this to anybody yes yes (laughs) please don't marketers please don't do (laughs) yeah but I will make sure to link everything in the show notes we went off on a little tent well I did (laughs) (laughs) I followed you (laughs) thank you so so much for being here I hope this of course helped everyone get to like wrangle in a couple of things that they need to be aware of yes awesome thank you so much for the opportunity I appreciate it you're so welcome all right everyone have a great week and I'll see you next week Bye. Thanks for joining me on the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. Please subscribe and leave a show rating on your favorite podcast platform. 
Oh, and don't forget to take a look at the show notes for important information and links. See you next week.